I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, it's Derek Johnston here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bears Corner on the Battle Fever podcast. I'm your hostess for the most this evening. Aren't you the lucky ones? And this is a very poignant, actually, Bears Corner. This is episode 26. Episode 26. And it's very poignant because that just happened to my end. I feel blessed. So this evening, joining me, I have Mr. Derek Clark. Uh, good evening, Derek. How are you doing? Good evening. Yeah, looking forward to this, Paul. Um, ready for my, for my debut. Your debut, yeah. Well, I'm very pleased to have you. Obviously, we'll discuss more about who you actually are and what you do in the future. Uh, I also got Jeep with me this evening. Jeep, how are you doing? All right. How's it going, mate? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. How's your week been? Not bad. Not bad. Just keeping busy, getting the heat done. Good. And of course, once again, the one and only air date, Mr. Baz Bowski. Baz, how's your bum for love bites? It's fantastic, Paul. Thanks very much. Just had to load the tone right away, just right in. Tone load. You know what I mean? Because Scott's still here tonight, you think you can just come on, carry on, and all that sort of stuff. Well, Messing you know how it is. I like to, I like to think, bring things down to a sort of base level that I sort of set at. You know, and it's. And you've you done know, it. 
stars you mean to go on is one of my mottos. So yeah, I'm pleased. Yeah. So so anyway, welcome to everybody in the chat. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Um, get involved, please, and we'll try and get some of your questions up as we go along and your thoughts and comments. So why don't we crash straight in with uh, last Sunday's result when we uh, played Aberdeen at Ibrox, uh, a good 4-0 victory I thought we had. And uh, yeah, so the goals came from uh, Kent, Roof, uh, Arfield and a Tav penalty. Um, I think we totally dominated that match. According to stats, we were 71% possession to the 29, 18 to 7 shots, out of which five of us were on target. Um, so, uh, starting with you, Pass, because you're usually the man with the stats and the lineups and everything sensible. So, you come to me because I'm usually the man with the stats and you've just said all the stats. Aye. So, uh, I've, not, I've not really had much else to add. No, do you know, I thought it was a convincing one. I think we went into that pretty confident. You know, I thought we, we knew we were going to get the three points, clean sheet, just no matter how we were going to do it. The start of the living looked like McGregor in the sticks, Tav, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, which are back four, Aribo Jack. Arfield in the middle with Ruth Morelos and Kent up front. I thought it was a really good convincing convincing win. It was funny listening to Denny McInnes' excuses at the end of the match. Rather than just, you know, being gracious and defeat or whatever, uh, all these ridiculous excuses about the soft penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. I mean, you can call it a soft penalty or whatever. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. If it's not a penalty, it's not a penalty. So I don't really buy into all that soft penalty carry-on. Yeah. Plus, he, he never really mentioned the fact that, you know, there was a stonewaller that we, ne we never really got. So, I thought it was a, a convincing win. It wasn't really a, a surprise. And I thought it was a good team performance. And I think that's a massive difference this season than, than last season. I think last season there was a lot of individual performances. You know, you, you could come away come away for the game saying, he played really well, he played really well. This season, it's a lot harder to actually pick man of the match. It's a lot harder to pinpoint players that were playing well because they're playing with such, such a cohesive unit. It's it's always a really, really good team performance. And I think that's the big difference for last season. But as I say, I don't think it was a surprise, but it was a it was a good convincing one. Yeah, I, th I thought we'd barely get out of third gear, if I'm being honest with you. Um, we, we controlled the match pretty much from start to finish. Comfortably. I mean, all they, they, mm -hmm. they had a couple of guys out, um, Ferguson being their main one, and McCrory, obviously, because we his parent club, um, couldn't play. But I think even if they were on the pitch, we'd have still pretty much won, won pretty convincingly. Derek, what, what was your thoughts on the match? Did you see it? And uh, what would you make of it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was, it was pretty routine. Like a lot of the games this season, I agree with Bat, as it was almost like comical alleyway. Derek McInnes came out after the game saying <laughs> it was a few dodgy deflections and a soft penalty. But you're right, it was an absolute stonewaller on, on Roof in the first half. But I don't know how uh, how uh, he's not given that. Um, and then even though it, you say it's a soft penalty, it is still a penalty. You can clearly see he's got his arms all around Balligan. His brick was brought him to the ground, so um, no arguments there. And it was just a dominant display, wasn't it? I think I've think, I think I seen Ryan Hedges come out as well, say that they, they felt that they were the better side at, at some point. You're just thinking to yourself, yeah. I mean, what, what game are these guys watching that's just... It just seems a bit bizarre, but yeah, convincing, uh, and it's it's what we've come to expect um, from, from Rangers this season. They've been very, um, very impressive. I think I think Hedges was actually right. Uh, they did they did play very well in spells. I mean, th those two uh, five second runs they had down the right wing were clearly the highlight <laughs> of the match. That, well, that's when they were at their most dominant. Yeah, I found it quite funny. I was on the, I think a boy posted on Twitter that this guy commentary app on on the uh, on the app that says Aberdeen are coming back into the game. have had a few throw-ins, 
and if they get a few goals back in, they yeah. make the game interesting. You're thinking, is this, is this guy for real? Is he just, is he on something here? That's right. I think it was a BBC, I was it was a BBC, uh, a BBC app. It definitely was. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So, Chief, what was your take? What was your take in the match, then, Chief? Do you have anything different to what's been said, or were you pretty much the same mindset? Much, that's what I was going to say. Pretty much the same. I, I can't. I, I don't want to just be repeating. But the, the one thing for me about Sunday was I woke up really, really nervous. I wasn't unconfident. But I don't know if it was just because the the result the day before. I just felt mm. it, it added extra pressure on us. Um, but no, it was convincing. I was glad that we got a, a fairly early goal. It kind of settled us a wee bit. Just to kind of comment on what you were saying. I mean, I, I was I was pushing myself at Derek McInnes after the game, man. And it was just, I, it's just, it's typical. I, it, he never, he never praises Rangers. Do you know he's become he's become so bitter against us, and it's. It's, just, it's laughable now that he's he basically went through goal by goal and said what was lucky. He, I mean, if you if you'd heard what he said, he even said, "I think Roofs took a deflection." Not never. Do you know it might it might have got a slight <laughs> deflect? Like, what are yeah. you talking? What are you talking about? It, I think they had about three or four chances. I mean, that that Constantine makes a ridiculous run. Don't you? Roof was his movement was superb. He gets in, one of, one of the midfielders, I'm not sure what one it was, but the, nobody sticks a fit in, nobody puts a tackle in, and then Roof hits a shot that's too hard for the goalie, and he comes out, mate, it might attain a deflection. It's just it's just, it's just funny. Do you know, it's just it's just a pure laugh. I, I love the fact you say, it might have taken a deflection. As I said, I might have taken that shot and scored. Do you know, know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's ludicrous stuff. But the fact Absolutely. is, it's the first goal's a deflection, that might have taken a deflection. The second goal's a, the third goal, sorry, is a deflection. And the and the fourth goal is one of those stone wall soft penalties that you'll see. I'm, so, I'm sorry, mate, but if you go and look at if you go and look at the rules, you're not allowed to put your arms around people in the box. And I was actually quite glad to see it given because the only penalty I've seen given for anything like that was against Rangers at Parkhead last year. It's the only time oh, that you're going to see a penalty given at a corner like that. It happens at almost every single cross ball. And it and it's never never given, but this time it was. So you you can't complain about it. You're not you're not allowed to bear hug people in the boats, Derek. No, do, exactly. Do, do you know what I think that might be? Nick Walsh might have went in at half time and looked at the 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 first penalty incident. He might have went in and looked at Roof getting kicked in the back of the legs and had that in the back. He said, and then the second half starts, and you know. Uh, Balligan gets wrestled to the ground and he's gave the penalty. I don't know whether he's just subconsciously trying to balance the books a wee bit because he knows, you know, that we should have had a penalty in the first. I don't know because you know how like, half time people are in his ear and all that, and you know, I, I don't know. That's just pure maybe, speculation. No, no, maybe, maybe, maybe. You're, yeah. I mean, you, you might be right, and it and it's funny, but I've never, I've never ever seen a manager have a decision as blatant as that penalty in the first half go with them to then after the game say it felt like everything was conspiring <laughs> against us today. Like that's, I, mean, oh. I think right. he's furious I'm, as well. A lot of these players that were out, weren't they with the, the COVID situation? I know Lewis Ferguson was yeah. unavailable. And he's obviously feeling a bit peeved about that. I know he mentioned that in the uh, the, the post match press conference as well. He wasn't too happy about it, but um, yeah, he was, he was on another planet. There were some some of his comments. See the things with deflections as well. You, you need to take shots. At the, if you put every player behind the ball, chances are it's going to hit off somebody when you have a shot and goal. So. Mm. Come exactly. in and play a bit. Exactly. And see what happens. Exactly. Take, take a chance. That's that's the problem. They they came, came once again looking for the draw. 
playing for the low block all the time. And it's just like, just have a go. Okay, you, you might lose five or six, the lost four, but at least have a bloody go. You know what I mean? I, I think I think when you look at uh, Dick McGuinness's post-match comments and some of the things he said both pre- and post-match, I think we dodged a bullet there. Oh. See, I think that's another difference from last season. Last season, mm. it looked like we were almost looking for the perfect goal, trying to walk the ball into the box. This season, we're, we're, we're kind of looking for that shot, you know, for get, if somebody's got an eye for the goal, you know, take the shot rather than all these pass, yeah. pass, pass in the box, try to walk the ball. Because like you said, Derek, you take a shot, you know, you might get a, you might get a bit of luck, it might come off somebody, go the wrong way, put the keeper the wrong way, you know, get a goal. So it's always worth having that pop. But I think they had five players, uh, Lewis Ferguson, uh, Conor McLennan, Ross McCrory, Johnny Hayes and Niall McGinn. Obviously McCrory, <clears> was Paul Touchstone, wasn't he? Available for selection. Now, that's four decent players. However, I don't reckon it would have... I'm not saying it would have been 4 now. I still reckon we'd have got three points and a clean sheet, even with these guys on the park, because I don't think we've really... Got, like you said, Paul, we never really got a third gear. So it would have been... You know, it would have been good to see the guys there uh, just to make a game yet. However, I had, I had my fun trying to figure out who had the worst hair that day, whether it was... Derek McInnes or Charlie Mulgrew. Did you see this? Charlie Mulgrew looked like a tramp they had pulled off the street. So um, I don't know who was looking worse, Charlie Mulgrew or uh, Derek McInnes. That, that took up most of my time. That took up most of my time during the game. Try to figure that out. But it just, it just it just shows the confidence you have, Baz, if you can concentrate on between tramps and Charlie Mulgrew. And, uh, it just and, shows and, a lack of concentration, them. mate. As opposed to you get that as well. Uh, uh, MMA says, I agree with G about them dropping points, made it a tougher test. And i just like to add as well that I was kind of probably very similar to G when I woke up Sunday morning. You know, you're thinking, God, we've got to win the day, we've got to win the day, we've got to win the day. But I'm feeling more confident that we actually will now. I think yeah. the, the, the team of last season <clears> is gone. You know, we, last season we would have dropped points ourselves, but I think we're a different animal now, and I've got much more confidence that we're actually going to go do the business. And I think uh, Sunday, last Sunday, there was a real proving ground for that. That was almost kind of litmus test for this team. You know, long layoff international break, Celtic come back, they drop points. We're playing a big, we're playing Aberdeen, very big match. How are we going to respond? Are we going to win it comfortably? We're at third gear. Much more confident now. I feel about this team. Much, much more confident. I'm sure you guys feel the same. I think for me, it's the improvement in the defence. I mean, a lot of people have commented on the fact that we've only conceded three goals in the league this season. But see, when you actually break that down, one of the goals was away at Fir Park, and it was an own goal. It was it just it scalps off Edmondson and goes in. And the two other goals were Easter Road, where one of them was offside. Do you know? Yep. So it's do you know it's it's it, it's mad when you think of the. The improve, the improve, for me, the improvement on on the defending is what's uh, been the 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 biggest key to his, yeah. their success this season. Albeit, I feel that we're we're going better, we're better going forward as well. I think it's I think it's the fact that the defense has been more uh, more solid that that's just made made like more attacking possible. If that makes sense. Yeah, Derek, we, we discussed in the pod a couple of weeks ago about uh, having a different mindset and mentality within the team now, and it all seems to stem back from when Gerard, when we lost to Hearts at Ibrox for last season, he said, I need to go away, I can have a couple of days and reflect about myself and what we're going to do moving forward. And everybody took that as, he's going to quit. But obviously, he meant we need to reset the mentality of this entire team. 
do, do you buy into that? Do you think he's going away? They've got something, they're doing something different now. Yeah, and in a weird way, I think that the uh, the COVID thing has helped um, work on uh, different drills in the training ground and what have you. It's given them a bit of time to um, address the situation, the problems that, that, that the team faced at the tail end of the curtailed season last year, um, well, last season. And I think they've, they've worked on that defence. I think is massive now for them. I think that they really get a kick out of clean sheets. Not just clean sheets, but there were some games teams weren't even getting shots on getting a shot towards gold, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's bizarre to, to think that. It's, it's been so impressive this scene that it's, it's unreal. And you see when them, even when McGregor loses goals, and that, when they do lose goals, they're pretty meaningless sometimes in games and he still goes absolutely ballistic. So it shows you how much um, they take the, seriously the defence and clean sheets and what have you. And, um, it's been pretty much a settled back four as well, hasn't it? Settled back yeah. three, you'd say, and you've got Eilid Balligan in there. Uh, has been playing or, or Hollander so um, I think uh, you, you just feel comfortable at each game that they go into that they'll, they'll do their business and I think Golson stepped up as well this season I yeah, think yeah, yeah. a marked improvement in his displays I think it's it, it's been evident um, really commanding and um, yeah it's, it's, it's a tavernier <laughs> I, think, I think that same bracket I mean his stats are just beyond belief off the um, scale yeah yeah we all know he can, he can going forward. He's, he's a tremendous player, but I think even defensively, albeit he's, there's not much he could have done, done about the goal the other night there. But um, I think as a whole, def, they've been defensively sound this year. They've been really impressive. Yeah, Baz, just a, a question. Well, sorry, get, carry on, Baz. You can't carry on. I'll no, ask this question. I was. I, I somehow got involved in a conversation today. I was yesterday on Twitter, and somebody was asking Balligan or Hollander. And it's an interesting question because the two of them bring different strengths. I feel Balligan is a more more athletic, more of a physical specimen, stronger, quicker. Uh, his distribution's a bit better. I feel Hollander reads the game a lot better and he brings more cohesion to the back four. I think since Katic, as much as I love him, I always felt Katic and Goldson, maybe it was just a settling in period, but I, I felt that the two of them weren't quite in sync the whole time. Hollander's come in. And him and Goldson have really got this cohesion thing going on with Tav and uh, Bonabarisic. All four of them know what each other are the, the whole time. They all know what they're doing. And it all seems to be a, a lot more settled and organised in the back four. And I was saying in the last podcast, or maybe it was the one before, Jim, I don't know what you think about this, right? But there's this misconception that Hollander's slow. And what I think it is, is it's just that he's that tall. That, you know, when you've got somebody that's really tall when they run, and they just look dead slow, whereas you've got somebody that's shot, and it looks as if they're, you know, they're, they're running like fuck. You know what I mean? So I just, I just feel because he's like six foot three or whatever, it just looks as if he's slow because you're like a giraffe running, whereas you've got a little wee gazelle beside him. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know if he's slow or maybe it's just because he's that tall. I, 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 I go off a lot of hysterics sometimes. I go off in these mad rants. He just reads the game well, doesn't he? He just reads. I think that's his one of his big attributes. He knows where he positioned and what have you. So he's no sort of clamping like you say, like a gazelle trying to get into position. I mean, he's, he's defensively very, very sound. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a question. It's, in fact, it's a, an opinion from Paul on the on Periscope. He says, "I think the big difference is some players though this could be the last season if they don't win, like Tav, etc." What's what's your guys' take on that? Eh, hmm. uh, well, I'll be honest. I I maybe thought that last season 
with Tav, I mean, went with Tav, I thought, I don't think Tav had a great season last season, even when we were winning. And I thought that he was probably past his best in terms of Rangers. Um, and he's just absolutely kicked on this season. And he's playing, in, in my opinion, the best football he's played in a Rangers shirt. So that was, I, I, quite, I quite enjoy being proved wrong when I feel as uh, players' times up and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, Eve, I mean, that's that's almost saying that if we do go on and win the league this year, that we'll we'll almost need to sell some of the players anyway, because this would have been the last chance. You, you, it's 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 impossible to to predict something like that. We're almost playing with the same team mm-hmm. that we had with that we had last season, albeit we've got a couple of additions. I would say the only real one in the, the first eleven would be Balogun and Roof. I would say their potentials. Like starters every week that he's brought in in the summer, I can't really think of yeah. anyone else. You've obviously got your French players like Bassey and that that look good, but they're no starters right now. But um, I don't know. That's quite a difficult question to answer. That I feel. Yeah, it is. I think it's. I think it's all just down to a completely different mindset and the way they're being coached and trained. And who knows? A sports psychologist may be involved. We just don't know about. And they're instilling this sense of absolute belief. And that, that's that's what to me what seems to ooze from this team right now. There's a, a sense of absolute belief that when we cross that white line, we are gonna we're gonna win. We're gonna score goals and we are gonna win. And I just think it's a, that's a real PMA positive mental attitude that seems to be sort of oozing out the pores. And it's it's a joy to see because it's been a long time since we've had it. Mm-hmm. I think I think us as fans is starting to feel that way as well because see when that question came up, everyone is took a back seat to, to sort of answer it. And I think we all feel the same thing is that we, we don't think that that's going to even <clears throat> be a thing this season. You know, we're all pretty confident that, you know, Rangers are going to do really well this season. I believe we're going to win the league. And when I looked at the question, I thought, I, I find it hard to, to almost compute because I don't believe that it's going to be an issue. Do you know what I mean? And, and I feel the confidence yeah. in the, the, the team is filtering down to the fans. And, you know, like last season we were speaking about how if they would slip up, then we would go to Kilmarnock and then we would slip up. We weren't plenty, you know, we weren't uh, capitalising on them dropping points, whereas it's totally different this season. Everybody's buying into the fact that they know it's a totally different animal this year and the confidence in the park is visible and us as fans are starting to see it and, and, and that confidence that they project on the pitch, we're all, we're all starting to feel it and we're all starting to believe in it and buy into it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's my opinion on that anyway. Yeah, it's just a quick question as well. This is one uh, CGM nineteen seventy nine on uh, on Periscope. It says thoughts on Tav and the lack of quality cover for him to give him a rest. Now I know that this weekend probably Patterson would have started, but he not self isolating because he was part of the yeah, Scotland yes. on the twenty ones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think I don't know if 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 Edmondson had he been a dafty, I think he might have got a, a a chance at, at right back, but I, don't th- I think he's out the picture as well, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with Tav, I don't think he's missed many games since he's joined Rangers. I think it's we're in single figures. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I think he's one of those where he just loves to play. Yeah, yeah. Irrespective of how what kind of season he had last season, you've got to say this for me. Always was always willing. Give me the ball. You know, I'll I'll do what I can. You know, penalties even when he was missing them. Give me the ball. It's my you know. I'm, he t- he took he takes the captain's role on very very well. You know, and he's a very responsible player in that way. You know, he doesn't shy away. He will always be there. So it's it, that's that's I think it's good to see. And I think as an adequate cover, I think Nathan Patterson is a very very good prospect. Um, but I think I think, I think it's Ryan, Jack, Ryan Jack yeah, is someone right back. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's unfortunate because I think Nathan would, would have started on um, on Sunday without a shadow of a doubt. I was just going to say that, Derek. I thought it is unfortunate because I think he would have started as well. Mm. Yeah, like I said, Tav is a machine, and he's he's probably the only player that looks like he never seems to miss a beat in terms of you think, oh, by the way, he looks knackered. Can you rest? And you would think the style of play that he plays, you know, bombing up and doing that. That right wing, you would think, right, he's going to get tired, he's going to get tired. And he, he's no spring chicken, he's 29 year old, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's, he's not a youngster. <laughs> you can argue he's in the prime he's his career. Yeah. But I, I think Patterson is a, a really good backup, you know, 19 year old young lad, and he looks pretty solid the few times that we've seen him. But not only am I impressed by Tavernier's improvement on the park, I'm impressed by his improvement as a as a captain, yeah, you know, as, as a man, you know, he's grew up, he's because he, he came under a lot of flat, you know, he, he was like everybody's favorite whipping boy for a while. Mm. And I remember, was it last season or the season before? I can't remember what the game was because I've obviously blocked it out. But <laughs> we got a doing, and it was a bad result. I don't know who we were playing. And Andy Halliday came out and apologized. That's right, Andy, yeah. Halliday, Andy Halliday didn't even play, yeah, I remember he, that. He did not, he didn't even play, but yet he came out because he felt he owed the fans an apology. Tav was, was never to be seen, and he was a captain. So since then, uh, he came under a lot of stick. But it's good to see him turn that round. He stepped up, he stepped forward, and it's even in his tweets, you see him make reference to my team. So yeah. he's, he's took ownership to the fact that he's a captain. He's grew as a person, he's grew as a captain, and obviously he's grew as a player, and it's, it's amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite agree with you, yeah. Hey, do you have any any final words on that before we move on? No, no. Okay, so let, let's let's fast forward to last night, uh, and we had the Europa League and Ibrox against the mighty Benfica, uh, a big European powerhouse. And as Stephen Gerrard said, should be in the Champions League, not in the Europa League. Uh, as we know, it ended up two two. Um, I think uh, a disappointing and uh, frustrating the end of the match. We gave away two goals, but that said, but that said. We're playing against Benfica, and if you just offered me two points against them at the start of this, I would have bitten your bloody hand off. I think it's more sort of frustrating. It's sort of, I just couldn't quite hold on. Not having a go at the team in any way, shape, or form, because I thought they played fantastic. So, um, Jeep, do, do you want to start us off on this? What was your thoughts on the match last night? Um, obviously, I, th- I think we've done well to, to get the early goal. I, I think it kind of... That kind of made the game what it was in a sense, because I didn't actually think we we played that great in the first half. I thought Benfica were probably the better team, but it was the fact that we had a goal to hold on to and we defended well and we stayed we stayed solid as a unit. Benfica got in a couple of times and it was just through some quality play. I think the one right before half time, uh, the boy that ran through just took a, a cracking touch to take it beyond Balogun and he just he get he gets in and he makes a, a great last ditch tackle. I mean, sometimes you need to just kind of hold your hands up. I mean, that that for me, that was just great play. It was a really good, a really good pass in, and I, what a touch to to get basically one on one with the keeper. But it was great recovery. Yeah. So I felt we we didn't actually. I mean, it's not like we weren't missing chances or anything in the first half. We had one real chance and we scored. Um, and I think that that gave us something to hold on to. If it stayed nil nil for a while, we probably would have been in it a little bit more. All in all, I think two two was probably a fair result. I was just disappointed with the fact that it was so similar to a few weeks ago in terms of that we've gave away a two-goal lead. But um, 
I thought Steven Gerrard's uh, interview after the game was phenomenal. I thought he was he, I thought he was spot on with everything he said, and it really it kind of put it into perspective. And and unlike a few weeks ago, I, I, it took me a while to get over it. A few weeks ago, because you're playing against ten men, you were so in control, and and it was it, it was a lot harder to take. I thought, but last night they were just they, their quality just shone through. I was a little bit surprised he didn't make a sub. That it kind of tells me that they're still some players in the squad that he doesn't trust in games like this. That that would be my only negative on it. But um, but to be honest, I don't know who I would have brought on. I don't know who I would have took off. Because yeah. it, would have, it would have been, uh, for me, any sub that we made last night would have weakened the 11. Because Jack and Aribo and that were out. But. Well, that's the thing. I think, um, to, to put, just that's one of the questions I've got, was talking about the subs and stuff like that. From my perspective, I think that the, the midfield began to run out of steam towards the end because they'd, they'd fought so hard, especially in the first half when we got to the lead, and were defending for our lives within the midfield area. They were dovetailing back and covering back with the back the back four as well, and they played phenomenally well. I mean, you saw how deep our, uh, um, Morelos was coming, but we'll talk about that as well. Um, I think they began to run out a lot of steam, but there was nobody on the bench to replace them. So Gerard had a very tough call to make. Do I take one of the midfields off who's knackered and put somebody else on? Who would that be? Hadji, no, he's more offensive. Do you know what I mean? And so there was no real sort of like for like replacement there through injuries. And and, and to uh, substitute somebody at that particular point in the match, you know, we're 2 1 up to, um, and they're getting all the domination, it would have completely disrupted the flow of the team. If they'd have brought another defender on, you're just inviting them to attack even more. So I think he was, he was caught to the rock in a hard place. And I think he'd done the wise thing if I'm being brutally honest, because every player in that part played out their skin last night. And there's not one person you could say, well, actually, I'd take him off because he wasn't playing that well. No, they all played really, really well. That's my opinion. Uh, what about yourself, Baz, Derek? Would you, would you, would you go with that? I would say so. I mean, at the time, I was thinking to myself, it's crying out for fresh legs. See, when Ruth scores, I'm thinking, now's the time to introduce a bit of freshness into proceedings. But, of course, they lose a goal, and then you're thinking, no, it's... Do we do that? I'm in agreement with you boys. Um, if you had Jack in, on the bench or a Rebo, I yeah, get, bring them on because um, you know what you're getting out of them. But if you bring the likes of Bud Jonas or what on, guys, I don't think the guys played this season and it's just like a young kid in against with Champions League opposition pretty much. So um, yeah. I think he was he was stuck between a rock and a hard place, Gerard, last night. And I think we were just clinging on. If the game had another 10 minutes to go, I think we were in a bit of trouble. Um, but to come away once, you, once, like you said at the end of it, if we, if we sit down and think about it, it's, it's to take two points off of these two games is uh, no mean feat because um, they are they are a really class outfit and, and they showed in spells last night and of course uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. So, but again, like most of the games this season, I felt just watching it. I didn't. You're not an edge and you're just watching it thinking you're competing with this when Benfica and and you're looking like you don't look out of place or what have you. Um, so and even the second goal was just it was superb. Um, what a strike from from Ruth, great build up and as well. Um, so certainly plenty of positives to take from the game. Move on. You, you'd fully expect them to go and complete the job now. They've got who is it? Liege at home is the next game. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. and then Poznan away. <laughs> Aye. So you'd expect them to go and, and and finish the job off. And people say, oh, you want to finish first in the group. Remember last season, they finished second and get a. Uh, on paper, yeah. they get bright, which is a bit easier. But I think Porto got one of the one of the big hitters and went out. So it's just one of those. I think it was Leverkusen. I think Porto got Leverkusen the, the round did. before we did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. 
I'm, I'm not one of those that thinks, oh, we need to get first or second. You just, just qualify. <laughs> yeah, Baz, um, Alfie um, has got a little bit of, uh, I would say, stick, just like, God, when's he going to start to score and all that sort of stuff, you know, and I'd have taken him off because he wasn't playing that well. I thought Morelos played an outstanding match last night. I mean, he, he, he basically... Every time he got the ball, it sucked him like glue, and he was laying it off beautifully. He was really, really deep. He was not our own half most of the match, retrieving the ball and trying to feed feed it out wide. What did you think of Morelos's performance last night? He did. He played outstanding, and he's been playing that role for for a few games now. And he's terrorising. He always terrorises centre backs, and he drags defenders away now. Last season, we touched on last season a wee bit. He was relied on extremely heavily. To get goals this season, it's no, it's no so much like that. You know, you've got people like Ryan Kent, you've got people like Ruth, even people like Bonner Barisic, uh, Scotty Arfield, all stepping up who are all threats. You know, run about the box. So he's no, he's no really relied upon. So it gives him a chance to do other things. I thought he played outstanding. Uh, Morelos, obviously, he's not happy unless he's scoring goals. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't get a goal, then I mean, Alfredo Morelos could dominate a game and no score a goal. And he would go off the pitch pissed off. But right. that just that just goes to show how hungry he is for goals. Yeah. And um it's it's seen another aspect, another side of his game that maybe we never seen so much last year because we were relying on him uh, so so heavily for goals now. See to touch on the um, the whole thing about the substitutions, uh, it's easy for us to, to sit here retrospectively. I was the same. I was shouting at the telly, you know, like, surely this is the time to make a sub and all this sort of stuff. But like you touched on, who who we bringing on? But I mean, it's easy now to say they, they should have made subs or they shouldn't have made subs. But if we had got that penalty claim towards the end of the match, then it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even have been a conversation. You know what I mean? There was a, a clear handball in the box. There you go. You get your goal, and it's it's not even it's not even part of the conversation now. I think it's. It's good. It's, it's weird saying this, but it's actually good seeing people are gutted that we drew with Benfica. You know, a, champ, a Champions League team. Now, you want to talk about disappointing, disappointment. Let's go back to 2014 when we were 2-0 up against Aloha and then we lost the match 3-2. That's disappointing. This is just a wee bit more frustrating. But it just goes to show that, that, that you know, the, the level of football that we're competing at. And I fully expect us to, to take six points <clears> away from uh, uh, Lech Bosnian and Standard Liège. So we're in a good place. A very good place. I quite agree with you. What, what was your take on the match, then, Derek? What did you make of it all overall? Uh, yeah, let's see. They went 1-0 up and you're thinking it was a great start going push on. But you had to... In the back of your mind, you're thinking, this is a good outfit you're playing here. And then when Roos scores the second, like Baz says with the penalty, how the how the linesman's not seen that is oh, just bizarre. I mean, criminal. We're talking about Walsh, but that 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 standard of refereeing with officiating was beyond belief. <laughs> and Vertonghen's saying that with his hands, like, oh, it's hurt my hands sort of thing right in front of him. You're thinking... He was, he was busy, busy voguing. That's what, he was too busy voguing in the box. That's what that was. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, you, you'll take the point beforehand. It's slightly disappointing in, in, in the fashion that uh, you're hanging on in the end there. But like I say, the, the, the boys were on their feet, weren't they? The, the, you could tell they were right flag and they just put absolutely everything into it. That's how I expect it. Wholesale changes on Sunday. I think it's just, um, I think they can they can afford to do that. 
I think, to be honest with you, I, I said I was kind of disappointed and slightly frustrated at the whole thing. And that's not me being annoyed with the team or the players or being like, for fuck's sake. I think it's the, the way to look at it and the way I've, I've sort of tried to look at this is they have a Champions League team, as Stephen Gerrard has said. They spent £100 million in the summer on players. The squad's worth over £300 million. Now, when we win the league at the end of the season and we go into the Champions League next season, that is the standard of opposition we're going to be playing week in, week out. And personally, I would rather we lose our training wheels now and make mistakes now where we can still get out of the group in the Europa League the next season. So we've got a better stint at it when we're, when we're in the Champions League next season. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You heard Gerard afterwards saying that he wants his players to, to, to reach that, that sort of level of performance against Benfica every week. So um, you know that he's going to strive for that. And we can see, I mean, this season has been very impressive, haven't we? But that certainly bodes yeah. well if we do manage to get into the Champions League. It won't be scuddings every other week, wasn't it? You just... You just have that belief that, that Gerard will set his team up properly and not to get make themselves hard to beat and, and possibly get a few results. But it's, it's oh God, if they get in the Champions League from where they were, it'd be uh, it's just you dare to dream, don't you? No, we will, we will, we will, trust me, we will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just that's just my opinion. I think we will. There we go. What about the chat? Anybody else say anything to add from the chat? Uh, oh, there we go. Somebody says agreed. With, also, it was agreed, Paul. I see Rangers win every game, but we have to cut our teeth when we are developing side before the chat music. And it's very true, we do. Because this is this is a sort of proving ground for it. I say, lose the training wheels, go and do what you can do, and then hit the road running. That's what I say. You need to look as well. I mean, you've got teams like Michelin that are in the Champions League this year. I mean, we, we yeah, beat them yeah. quite comfortably over two legs last season, do you know? Like, in that... We, we, in my opinion, probably a, a, a weaker playing side than what we've got currently. Do you know? So that's I, I don't I don't think we would be out of our depth in the Champions League. I think we would be a we would be a decent uh, pot three or pot four team, and I think we would put up a, a good fight anyway. Definitely. And here's the thing: just one final point on this um, about the result from my perspective. Anyway, you guys can feel free to chat if you want. Um, Three weeks ago when we played them, they got uh, Nicholas Otamendi sent off. So we played 70 minutes of the match against 10 men, all right? And we come away with a 3-3 draw. And that was quite disappointing because you're playing 10 men. And people are saying, ah, but you only played that well because you're against 10 men for 70 minutes. Well, last night, we were against 11 men for the full 90 minutes. And for periods of the game, we dominated. And we were 2-0 up as well. Okay, it was 2-2 at the end of it. Um, and overall, I think as Stephen Gerrard himself has said, and many commentators have said as well, even Alan McCoyst afterwards, that over both legs, there was no dominant team over both of those legs. So a draw in both games is a fair result because both teams were very evenly matched. And I agree with that entirely. Yeah, yep. they deserved yep. the point in both games. I don't I think there's, there's no denying about that. It's, the record against Portuguese teams is something else as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. No. 14 games unbeaten or something. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's good teams as well. I know you might you might look back to 2004 when we were playing teams I, like Maritimo. Maritimo and that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, would, I remember I was at that game with Ibrox, but... But I think I think that was the last one because they beat us away from home, wasn't it? That was the last team. Yeah, one 0 and then so I think they, Rangers won one 0 at Ibrooks and they went to penalties and I mean, big dad, I mean celebrating like the one that they won this trophy. I think just get up the tunnel and we'll move on. <laughs> just just quite excited, Maggie. It's not a toothbrush. It's a it's a pen. 
So there you go. It's, it's, it, the reason I've got this one and not this one, and I'll show you a second, which is a, a great pen, by the way, because it's the Battle Fever podcast pen. The reason I don't have this one in front of me and it's hidden in security is because Baz loves this. Derek, I'm telling you, see if you watch, if you watch back earlier podcasts, Paul has got this thing where he sits with a pen and clicks and everybody can hear it and he's like, oh, I, and I think Rangers this and Rangers and click, 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 click. <laughs> and, you, and that's all you hear. And you're like, Paul, go and put that pen down. Please just put the pen down. And it went on for weeks. It went on for weeks. And I'm glad to see he's taking steps to deal with his, his clicking issues. So good for you, Paul. Well done. Good <laughs> That's for you, Baz. But it's a great pen as well, because look, it's got a little hard drive at the wicket. Look at that. Wow. I, I really don't want to know what's on that and why it needs to be on the pen. <laughs> well, I can, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's on no, it. Don't, oils, don't tell us, mate. Just do not tell us anything. It's oil, oil spill response stuff. That's what's on it. Right, there we go. If you've got a, right. if you've got a wee chip that goes into your pen, then we don't need to know about it or anything like that. You keep that yourself. In fact, I would rather see the clicky pen back. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll plug well, it in. I'll plug it in. I'll put it in as it's called Sounds of the Dungeon. Oh, no, don't. Don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move swiftly on uh, to the next match, uh, which is coming up this Sunday at... Uh, Five o'clock um, against Falkirk, and it's a League Cup match, and it's on Premier Sports for those of you who have it or have not actually managed to cancel your subscription from it ten years ago because you can't, eh? according to Baz. So, yeah, so we've got this. <laughs> That's true, mate. I had to cancel my bank card because they make it that difficult. You can't like Premier Sports. Maybe it's different now, right? But the way you the way you set it up, it's it's not the same. They want like account numbers and all that shit, right? And you can't just cancel and you phone up and say, I'm looking to cancel. Hello? Hello? And then they block your number and stuff like that. So I had to just cancel my, say my bank card got stolen. And then get another bank card. You know what I mean? So stuff I hope many of them are watching. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Uh, all right, so the, the, the match on Sunday is against Falkirk. Um, the Falkirk beat Dumbarton in the last round to uh, set up this tie with us. They're currently top of League One on 14 points and haven't lost a game this season, believe it or not. So they have four wins and two draws. Uh, they have some notable players that some people may recognise. Uh, Connor Salmon, of course. Uh, Blair Athol, who used to play for Ackies. Lee Miller, who uh, used to play for Hearts, Dundee United, Kelly and Livy. Um, yes, certainly is, yeah. Uh, Paul, <coughs> Paul uh, Dixon, ex-Dundee United, and played three times for Scotland as well, right back. Back in 2012, and of course, a name familiar to all bears, Charlie Telfer, the much feted Charlie Telfer, who left us back in uh, 2014, I think it was, uh, and joined Dundee United. And you can see he's gone places. He um, was the one. He was the one everybody was criticising. Everyone was criticising McCoy's for one. That you've let uh, the best development player at the club go, and he's just shows you. Yeah. Well, Maybe Coyce knew what he was doing after all. Aye, there you go. Yeah, super alley. So uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I imagine this will be a, a, a relatively, I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say, not going to say easy match. Um, it's a game we should win, um, even with our uh, some peripheral players. Um, but I think we'll still put a pretty strong team out, uh, and we should be enough to, to, to see them over. So what what, what do you think then? Uh, go for you first, Baz, because you, you've been last the last few times. Baz, what do you think is going to happen this Sunday? Enlighten us all. Enlighten you all, thanks very much. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll definitely win it. As, as Gary McAllister stated, this is a very important game. Uh, the first cup of the, the season is always the League Cup, and we're working on this mentality that 
you know, that, that kickstarts us towards other things and we were extremely unlucky, as we all know, last season. That was a hard one to take. So this is a, a very important uh, competition. Now, I don't know if you've seen Gary McAllister's presser earlier in the day, but um, he was saying that, you know, it's a good opportunity for certain players. And we always know this at this stage of the competition. It's a good opportunity for fringe players to maybe come in and make an impact. But the thing is, the difference between this year and last year is see these, see these fringe players that we're talking about, they could easily be starting 11 players. It's not like last year where you had the, the starting 11 and these guys who are trying to get into the team. It's like any one of these guys could be in that starting 11. And then you've got some some other guys. Now, it's going to be kind of hard to pick your starting 11. It's always quite difficult. I mean, you've got people that, you know, I reckon McLaughlin will start. They touched on Patterson and Tav. So I reckon it's probably going to be Tav, Goldson, Halander and Bassey. No, the middle. I don't know what the, the deal is with, with Zungu. Uh, Bagani Zungu, if he's if he's training or if he's fit. He's training today. Uh, Arfield and Davis, because we don't really have a lot of options in the the middle three, because obviously Ryan Jack and Aribo. I don't know what the deal is. In t- I know Ryan Jack's definitely not available this weekend because Gary McAllister stated that today. Uh, I don't know, but the deal is uh, with Aribo. You know this this stomach bug you were talking about. I fully expect Jermaine Defoe to start. Maybe see eating up there with him as well. You know, the way they had Morelos and Roof. You know, you had the two the two strikers. Maybe see they two. And then you've got that other position there. You, you, I mean, Hadji. You've got Hadji, Stewart and Barker. So there's plenty of options there. We'll definitely not see Jordan Jones and we definitely won't see Edmondson. But I reckon it's a good opportunity for these players to come in and really, you know, make a mark and give Stephen Gerrard, you know, problems. Plastic pitch, another plastic pitch. Uh, I've voiced my opinion on this quite a bit, you know, in terms of in the top flight. I know I've got Hamilton, Kilmarnock, Livingston. I know this is League One, so it's a bit different and uh, all that sort of stuff. I, I mean, I know they train in a plastic pitch, uh, or they've got a plastic pitch to train on, so I don't think it's going to be that much a, a big deal. I was listening to Jermaine before the day as well, and they asked him about the, the plastic pitch and he didn't really seem to he's like, it's just another game we need to play and I think that's the mindset of the players I think it's maybe yeah. us that get caught up in this whole plastic pitch thing whereas I think the players just just got on with it anyway to answer your question that you asked 10 minutes ago uh, I fully expect Rangers to win comfortably there good man <laughs> anyway, do you have anything to add to, uh, to what Baz has so eloquently stated do we have time? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think uh, I think I'd bring Jamie Barjonas and stick him in the middle of the park as well. Give him a give him a run out. Mm. Um, I forgot all about Greg Stewart when you mentioned Stewart there. Is he has he played at all this season? A preseason friendly. He was on the bench last night. I noticed because I'd forgot about him yeah. until he was on the bench last night. I think I, I, I think he'll be a waste soon enough because it's it's not he's not going to get a look in is he he's not going who's he going to replace unless he's just happy just just being a support act and not even that really is he but like Baz says I mean the this, the, the, the second eleven could 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 beat Falkirk you want to give him a bit of respect because like you say Paul they're doing pretty well in in, in League One um, it's a bit of fall for grace for him because I remember under I used to cover them quite a fair bit under Peter Houston and, and they were really. They were a good outfit. They were just unlucky that Rangers, Hearts and Hibs were in the, the same division as, as them at, at that point. But um, I think under, they've got, is it David McCracken? They've got Lee Miller as, as the management team. Yeah. I think uh, they've started to uh, uh, get things going again. Uh, it'll be a, 
it'll be as tough as Rangers want it to make it. Um, I think if they go there with the attitude, this could blow them away and get, get back up the road. I think they should have enough quality uh, to progress, I think. Yeah, I quite, I quite agree with you. I mean, I, I think with regards to the other position, I think Barker will probably start, but that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah so, Jeep, what, what, anything to add? Anything, who would you think your starting 11 will be as well? Um, I don't know. It's difficult as well. I was going to ask, before I gave mine, I was going to ask if it was a plastic pitch, but Baz covered that in the numerous, numerous points that he put across. Um, <laughs> Skip to the end. Uh, but uh, I think I think the fact that it's a plastic pitch, I think I don't think uh, I'd be absolutely surprised if uh, Davis played. Do you know, he played the entire 90 minutes last night. I think it's a perfect chance to rest him. It was a really good shout uh, for Derek. I think it would be a good chance to see somebody like Burjonas. It just gave him a chance, just see see how he gets on. Uh, I think the front three probably picks itself. I think it'll be Itton, Defoe and Barker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he, might, he might play Hadji in like an attacking midfield role as well. You don't know. I mean, it just, I, I would, I mean, obviously you do want to show teams like that some respect. You want to get through. Do you know, you don't want to, you don't want to make it too, uh, you, you don't want to take it for granted, uh, to be yeah. honest. And, and, you, and you leave too many players on the bench and then you're kind of like, Hold on a wee minute. We've got a we've got a job today here, so you might you might see some players start and then they get taken off quite early in that. I don't know if the rules are any different in terms of how many subs you can make. I don't know if it's still I five. Think, I think it's still five. So it's if it's five, then coach, that, yeah. that 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 kind of gives us the opportunity that if we get the job done early on, we can get some players off at half time on the fiftieth or sixtieth minute mark. But um, I, I I don't think I don't think uh, Baz's predictions were too far away in terms of the starting starting lineup. I, Depending on whether Aribo will be uh, well enough to play, as he says, it was a stomach bug, didn't he? So yeah, he he may be all right in a few days. I ho- hopefully we see like Zungu and Barjonas or something like that. I think I think uh, Zungu trained today, and uh, um, Gerard alluded to it was a stomach bug for Aribo, and he actually he categorised it, it's not <laughs> COVID before any conspiracies start. He said no, it's it's a stomach bug. He, he should he should be fine for Sunday. Um, but I actually went from McLaughlin to have Golson, um, Halanda, Bassey. That's my back four, and then I went in the midfield of um, Haji, Kamara, and Aribo. Now I forgot about Barjonas, so he might actually start instead of Kamara at up front. Soon as everybody else, it's in. Uh, Defoe and Barker. That's that. That's that, that I've not had written down. I don't think you will. I don't think you'll be a million miles away. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think we will. Um, Am I right in saying our director of football started his career or he's he done his apprenticeship? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Falkirk. Uh, Ross yep. Wilson. I, I remember seeing something about like when he was a youngster. That he used to do like just go down there. I don't know whether he was just like showing up at the door. And, you know, pay some folk, can I help out or whatever? And, uh, he was there when uh, Scott Arfield was there. Right, all right. Ah, that's right, yeah. Ah, there you go. And on the uh, on the word of the plastic pitch, when Falkirk laid their plastic pitch, they obviously laid their uh, a lot of the ground staff off. And the head groundsman, I actually went to school with him, who was a guy called Jim Dawson, and he left Falkirk and he's now the head groundsman at Arfield. So hello, Jim. Yeah. I'll say as well, talking talk about that, that's, that's quite funny. Uh, Mark Dunlan, like centre half, he plays for Falkirk. I went to school with him, so I don't know if you remember. We played Mark quite a few times when I played with Queen of the South when we were in the Championship. Yeah. So he played, he played right back quite a lot with Queen of the South. They got a move to Dundee United, um, but he's been oh, a few. Yeah. So, so um, he's um, uh, he's at Falkirk now. So, and if he is, if his uh, allegiance lies the same way it did in school, 
I don't think he'll be. Too, I don't think he'll be too disappointed if he gets put on Sunday. Put it that way. He's a professional footballer. He's going to go in the park to win at all costs. Oh, of course know. he will. And if it just so happens he bangs one in the net for us, then you know he'll do a wee mini celebration. Do you know what? It, it was. Do you know it was frustrating? Is I remember. I, I was at school. I remember going to the. Uh, <coughs> it was the 2008 UEFA Cup running, and me and Big Mark were kind of pallid during that time and that. And I can remember he was right into when we were. Uh, it was like the game away to Werder Bremen and that, and he, he was right into it. And then a few years later, he was he played really well. He, he was a he was like a centre back at Queen of the South, but they played him right back quite a lot. And he was he, he used to give Lee Wallace like, a, like he made it tough for him to get past him. He always played really well against him. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> 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 so there's, uh, there's Alan uh, two. that's his team that he's uh, thinks going to be McLaughlin, Tav, Golden, Holanda, Bassi, Zungu, Arfield, Hadji, Itten, Barker and Defoe I think we're pretty much all agreed on at the back who the goalkeeper's going to be the back four is going to be and who the front three are going to be I think I think ourselves here in the panel and obviously the people watching different ideas of how the midfield is going to flow but it depends on uh, injuries and uh, who's available obviously So address Arfield I would as well. And, and uh, Davis, Davis, I don't think Davis will even be in the match day squad. He'll, he'll be at home watching it on Premier Sports, trying try to frantically cancel it after what's <laughs> like that. It's five o'clock, isn't it's, it, as well? It's a, it's a crappy time on a Sunday. Uh, it's an odd, yeah, it's an odd time, isn't it? Yeah, it's an odd, odd time. I usually could Just waiting about, aren't you, for the games? Oh, yes, I am. That's exactly it. Be trashed yeah. by five o'clock. <laughs> it's on Premier Sports as well. It's not even on a proper channel. We said that, didn't we? We covered that. Yes, we it's did. On, yeah. It's on Premier. It's not even on like, a proper channel. Aye. Is yeah. it, um, so, you're talk- I encourage everybody to get that IPTV. <laughs> <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about you're talking about how hard it is to cancel Premier Sports. It it literally takes about two or three minutes to sign up to it. They're like, "You want to sign up? Let's go! Let's get through this! Let's get it done! Push your bank details! Let's go!" And then when you go, "Oh, you want to cancel, right?" And this, oh, this a, it's, it's, yeah, a bit like an Aldi teleoperator trying to get you in it. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You know, but after taking a video, it's a clean up on aisle six. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. We say, oh, well, well, let's get it done. All that. What's your bank details? Don't you, you want to do whatever it will. So that early, we'll deal with it after me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking nutshell, isn't it? Oh, dear. And then, the, do you remember the season that all the Rangers fans go to and they get knocked out early doors? And now we're all stuck with it. And now we're all watching Chinese snooker and all that sort of shit. <laughs> all these weird sports and all that. Do you know what I mean? Like things you didn't even know existed. <laughs> You know, it's just, called, it's just called snooker, Baz. <laughs> <laughs> just, right, I want to put it when uh, they played progress, didn't they? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> That was the Next thing we need is I need from you guys, I need a prediction of the score. So I'm going to go this way first. Derek, what do you think the match score will be on Sunday? I'm going to go 3-0. Easy peasy. 3-0. Excellent. Jeep. Uh, 4-0. 4-0. Bazaholica. I'm going to go 5-0. I'm going to follow the... <laughs> well, you know something? You've put me in a really difficult position because I need to either go 2-0 or 6-0. I'm going to go 6-0. You can go for the 1. You can go for the 1. I'm going to go 6-0. So. Sure. I've just written these. I've just written these down. So there we go. And I'm, it's no, it's no disrespect to Falkirk. I just think that we are, we're going to win. Um, 
I hope Etten. I hope Etten has has a a good game. Still, yeah. still think we have to see the best for him. I think he's done well as well, but I th- still still think he's got more to give. Yeah, I think he scored. Was it twice against Motherwell? I think that's his only goals, isn't it? But he's only yeah. had cameos. I mean, he's not really had a chance to. It's difficult. Uh, played against Kilmarnock on the wing that 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 day. I think he done really well then, but. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. That. Do you know what he did? I had a, I thought he had a really good game down at Rugby Park. Yeah, yeah. Scott Rollo, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think to, to talk about and I've, I've talked about him quite a bit in his podcast. People have to remember he's only he's only young. It's his first time at Switzerland. He's never played abroad before, etc., etc., etc. Come good, give, come good. Give, give, give boy time to settle, and yeah. it's it's a whole different mindset. And remember, there's no fans here, so it's a it's a really strange environment. Ibrox is a big imposing place, even when there's no fans here. So if yeah. you take time to settle, he'll he'll do fine. He'll start banging the goals in, and he's playing out of position just now as well. Yeah, so that's just what I think. Paul, before oh, you go into your next topic, I'm going to... Sorry about it. Uh, just, no, that's all right. I was going to say, James got something to say. He wants to say before you go into your next topic. That's, so. what, that's what it would do. Some man. <laughs> some man's way up. Paul, <laughs> well, I don't even remember the last the last time I was on this podcast, me and you had a, a conversation. Um, it was it was the Friday night, just like it is the night. It was the Friday night before the Hamilton game. And the both of us had said to each other that if, if our front three start ticking, somebody's yeah. in for a real doing. Aye, and then the follow, the follow, the following Sunday. It's the first I've been on since, but I meant to message you after it, like Jesus, Mike. If we ever hit the nail on the head quite like that, eh? Somebody's exactly. in, somebody's in for a doing, and fucking eight now. I'm like, God, God, what's up, what's up here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we should, What we should do is we should say that every single week. I'll tell you what. On Sunday, somebody's in for a hell of a doing with our front three click because it's going to be a different front three, so they have to start clicking. And somebody's in for a hell of a doing when they do. See, the last time I was on a podcast with Jeeb, I don't think Jeeb remembers being on that podcast. <laughs> no, I remember that. Back, was, oh, it yeah. the old firm? was it the old fun weekend or something like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, was it? <laughs> yeah, I'll it tell was. you what, you, you handled yourself pretty well. It wasn't until the next day you're, you're looking at the chat and he's like, was I on a podcast last night? Aye, 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 mate. I had boys from my work. I had boys. I had boys for what? Not man. I had people text me like, "Cheap, get off that." Get off that. But I woke up. I, I had to watch it. I watched it back the next day. And you know what, man? I was pushing myself laughing, and I was like, "You were oh, alright. You were actually pretty." Fine. Yeah, it was. Like, fine, it was just, you, you were sitting there this the whole time. And you have to question me. My point is this, and then you see that you go back to this, and then then you went, yeah, "I've had enough." Bye nah. <laughs> bye. He just vanished. Oh. <laughs> he just waddled. Yeah. Oh mate, you are seeing the state of me, man. I thought it was a it was like a last minute thing. I don't I the the match I mean the match in the old firm day, the match nerves were mental. I had two, but I I drank that mad dog, right? I've it's honestly it was my it was my drink when I was like 14, 15, and I have started I've started drinking that again. So I had two bottles of that chilling in the fridge and I thought I was dead sensible or not. I got about half an hour into the game and I was like I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. As soon as I start that, the nerves will go. I'll be done a bottle by half time. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But I ended up doing it, didn't I? And I was two bottles doing, and then Snagsy's messaging me like, I'm going on a pod. And I'm like, Aye, I'll, I'll come on as well then. Let's go. Oh, it's a good laugh, man. It was the two musket beers. They were hilarious. Him and Snags. <laughs> just ridiculous. I did well, laugh. Do you know what I mean? You're next bit, mate. Aye. Are we going to do this brain teaser that you've obviously forgot about that we're supposed to do at the beginning? 
I, do you know Anything something? It's, it's not written down in my schedule because I forgot about it. No, I can't help it if, if you need to work off a bit of paper, mate. You know what I mean? We've, we've got people people on the podcast, we've got people in the chat, and we've always got a brain teaser, and you've just gave them very little time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they can blame get you. The mind, get the mind ticking. Yes, Baz. Sorry. Yes, let, let's crack on with the brain teaser. Go for it, Baz. And, and, and I'll let you explain. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. Since you've probably forgot you know, what it's all about anyway. What's this, uh, what's this special call again? <laughs> so we're going to do a wee, uh, brain teaser, ladies and gentlemen. We usually do this at the beginning to get the old juicy thrown in that, but it seems that we're doing it at the end. So rather than just bang all your, rather than just bang all your answers up on the, the chat, we'll get about five minutes or so and then fire your answers up. Just because if you fired your answers up, then you're just going to help everybody out. So the question is this. Write down... As many players that have played for Rangers that have worn the number six that you can remember. Now, don't cheat. Don't use Google and all that sort of stuff. Other search engines are available. I've got 18 written down. Now, just because I've got 18, doesn't say there's no more than 18. So we're looking for players that have worn the number six, pulled on the blue jersey with the number six in their back. As many as you think you can... Can I just ask, is this is this in the age of when players are allocated a number? Because I don't get squad numbers. That's okay, squad number, because remember, if you go back to like the 80s and 70s, you were given that number and you were 1, one to 11. Nowadays, you have 1 to 100 or whatever, and you join, right. join a team and you're given a squad number. So if you've won the number six, on your back like I said a second ago like I just said a second ago regardless of what happened in the 80s and the 70s and when they gave you and you picked in numbers 1 to 100 and all that stuff Paul just says if you wore the number 6 on your back you're on the list so people accuse me of overthinking things I don't know why no, do you know? I, I, do you know? I get your point, right? Because like, if you look back to let's say the 2002 Scottish Cup final Peter Lovenkranz was number 9 that day but he's number. He was number twenty-six. But but we were we were numbered one to eleven that day. Yeah. So there'll be a number I like six. Good, I like that. It was all right, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it was good. What, what year was that? <laughs> what year was that? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Let me check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Madhouse, Derek. Let's, let's I said. Weeks. I said nine. I said Lovenkrantz wore nine. I was making the point that that wasn't his number, but. But that game, he wore that number. So, and bear in mind, when we were in Division Three, it was it was one to eleven as well. It was how many, many is there in total? I've got eighteen, Derek. But I also put in a. How can we, how can we sort of verify that? Well, I've got it written down in my notes. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you do not need any more verification than Bazzi's notes. Bazzi's notes, Wikipedia, Derek. I threw in a wee disclaimer. I did say that there might be other players that's known the list. I did. I did. If you go back and watch it, I threw in a cheeky wee disclaimer. So okay. the likelihood, that's the likelihood solid, is I've got eighteen, mate. so there's probably about thirty. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's solid, by the way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to play because I'm awful. Eighteen, mate. I'm. I'll be lucky if I get ten. Right, so I know. at five past nine, if the viewers want to start putting their answers up, if you can do that, and we'll start giving ours as well. So that gives five minutes for things to happen. So there's a question here whilst we're doing that. It says, from Kenny Sturgeon, do you think there are some Rangers fans that are obsessed with Celtic? They are with us? No. I don't think so. And I just, <laughs> just, 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 and I, 
The reason I put it up is because he's asked that quite a question and he's put great pod again, by the way. Thank you, Kenny. That's very kind of you to say so. Well, Kenny, you're the first person to mention Celtic on this, so... You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. That's very true. All right, so we, uh, <laughs> so we so I'll move on to the next section. Um, I'll just a very quick one here, and this is a question that was actually put to me um, by uh, a friend of mine um, who lives out in America, and he basically said that it was just a very quickly brush over Castor. Um, the amount of stuff, merchandise they're pumping out, it's almost like it's bi-monthly. Uh, we're getting we're getting a new range and new lines of stuff put out. But he's quite concerned about the pricing. Now, what's your what's your things about the pricing? I mean, it's one hundred and seventy pound for a hoodie, and I, I know some people can afford it, some people can't. I, I think personally, I think it is a little bit pricey. Um, we're not football supporters are not you know your sort of niche sort of market that Castor sort of like used to be in, you know, like and, and all that sort of stuff. They have to try and sort of make it a little bit fairer because it's, it's young children looking for stuff all the time and it's going to skim payments. In these this days just now we're going through, people are losing their jobs, businesses are going under. I think yeah. that has a slightly better understanding of where, where, the, where the things are going to sit. That's just my opinion. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to go spend £170 on a hoodie. I could, but I'm not going to. I could as well, but I want to eat. Do you know, like, so... <laughs> Um, no, no I've, I've got you know. There's a, the, sorry, bad. I'll let you. I'm just going to say quickly. There's there's a there's something here, and it kind of it kind of goes back to people saying that uh, that you can't that you just can't please our fans. One, you can't buy the tops. Nobody buy nobody buy the tops. We're uh, we're boycotting buying the strips. The money doesn't benefit the club. Don't do it. Then when it comes in that we can do it, people are moaning about the prices. And as much as I, I can say that's frustrating, I do think um, it's a wee bit, it's a wee bit over the top. Uh, the prices I worked in the superstore for years uh, between it was two thousand and eight to two thousand and ten. So I worked in the in the superstore for a couple of years, and it was about forty five quid for a top. About three quarters of the way through the season, they went down to about fifteen. It happened every year, um, and it's just it, it's just no like that. Now people, just, I mean, you're talking about people that are buying it for their families. They're buying one for them. They're getting ones for their kids. And all that, it's just, I think it has a wee bit much. And the last point I'll say on it, uh, before you want to bring one of the other guys in, is I was standing in the queue in the shop, and they've got, right, right at the queue, they've got these bags. Um, there's no Rangers badge on them. It just says Castor, and they're 95 quid. And and I just don't understand why they're even being sold in the shop. I mm. mean, they're, they're not even Rangers merchandise. It's as if they're saying, fire them up to see if we can get rid of a few of them. And that, that really pissed me off when I seen that. Um, and I hope nobody buys them. If I'm being honest with you, as much as you can say it's, it's benefiting the club, it's not even a Rangers bag. It just says Castor on it. There's no Rangers badge or anything on it, and it's just just a normal wee black leather bag. And I just, I, I just, I think it's a bit much. The fact the fans have been there and the fans have been giving their money uh, over the seasons, and this season is is the biggest example. Of it. You've got so many people that have bought season tickets when they know fine well there's a very big chance they're not going to be able to get inside Ibrox this season, and. And they're just, uh, they're just kind of, they're just sucking everyone dry, man. It's just, it's, uh, so, so a wee bit much. Derek, do you have any any comments on that? I agree somewhat with, with, with Jeep there. I think uh, it's vastly overpriced. They're dipping their toe into the, the, the football market, aren't they, Castor? I mean, it's, uh, we all know about their troubles um, with, with products and all that. And I think that I think it's teething problems in terms of bringing the products. I've seen some of the. 
some of the stuff they brought, and the prices are just astronomical. You can, you can charge that. I mean, that's that's fine, but no football fans, and they almost they know Rangers. There's going to be Rangers fans out there that will just buy absolutely anything, so they're just going to try their arm. Um, yeah. But at least at least a sort of bad taste in the mouth, doesn't it? Because it's just it's it's way too much money. Not just that. I think Rangers brought a t- are bringing out a T-shirt with Kamar Roof when the goal was scored against Liège, and I seen that's priced at what thirty pounds or something. And you're like, that's too much money for a T-shirt like that. That should be like a 10 or 15 quid at most. Is, I mean, for a, a BMW T-shirt. Is a, there's, a, there's a hoodie out I saw as well, and it's came out of roof and scrolling from the halfway line, and the flames bend, and it says, the roof is on fire. And it's like, hoodie, it's not like 80 or 90 quid. And I'm like, what? Oh, no, I've, I've not seen that, but that's 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 ripping the piss a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But so it was splendid in your retro top there from Castor that was cost. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> it's not a sports shop, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here hinching and I'm, and I'm looking and I'm like... You're a size nine, love, sorry. <laughs> Baz is literally sitting there with about 250 quids worth of gear just wearing in the three taps between them. And I'm like, man, their, their prices are shite and he's sitting there like... I don't, I don't <laughs> sitting here keeping my mouth shut. Like, kids are writing notes on all like, talk amongst themselves. Um, as far as Castor is a is a sports brand is concerned, they put themselves in the premium sports brand bracket before Rangers even getting involved with them. So I know they were involved with Andy Murray and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> and they had these hoodies at 170 pounds before Rangers even came on the scene. Now, if you want to sell your ring gear at 170 pounds, fair enough. However, you're going to need to play the game a wee bit when it comes to the Rangers merchandise because, like you say. See, to be honest, these these are dearer than what they were last year and the year before, whether it be Hummel yeah. or whoever else. So they are slightly more expensive. But of course, they turn around and say, ah, but you're getting that quality. But yet we all know with the teething problems that maybe you don't have the quality that they first promised. So I agree. People want to work a store because, you know, the kids know that, that they want to get involved in the club. Because bear in mind, we were boycotting for years and it's like nobody could wear a Rangers shirt, nobody could go to the show and buy their kids something and now we can, so everybody's wanting to go out and spend their money and put it back into the club, but there's a fine line between pricing it for that premium sportswear but also crossing that line and as Derek touched on, taking a piss so yeah. I think as long as they keep anything with the Rangers badge on to a reasonable price then they can put their own stuff to any price they want. That's kind of their prerogative. Now, while we're touching on that, eh, about, you know, the the, the old merchandise and stuff like that, you can spend £170 on a Castor hoodie, or you can spend a wee bit more if you want and get yourself a premium Battle Fever podcast hoodie. Now, these are on copelandstreetwear.co.uk. Now, I must warn you, ladies and gentlemen, when you buy one of these hoodies, that wee spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> bit there, you don't get that. <laughs> no. Well, if I you said, want it. If you want it, you need to pay extra. As I said, they're slightly more expensive than the Castor hoodies, but if you go on copelandstreetwear.co.uk and put in... The, the discount code hashtag keep the battle fever on you'll get that hoodie for 23.99 and they've got loads of great stuff on there now i need to stress this ladies and gentlemen this is very important every single penny 
that is made through profit by these hoodies. None of that comes to us. But I mean, but I mean, by us, I mean, is the Battle Fever podcast. Every single penny goes into the Rangers Youth Development. So when you buy a hoodie with the Battle Fever podcast, it's not going to get a buzz a new bottle of Prosecco fund. It's going straight into the, the Rangers Youth Development. So go and check out copelandstreetwear.co.uk. They've got loads of stuff there. It's not just a uh, Battle Fever podcast stuff. Loads of good T-shirts, hoodies, and loads of other stuff. Uh, so go and check it out. But as I say, anything with the Battle Fever podcast that you buy or anybody else, the money goes to uh, Rangers Youth Development, which I think... The money is is well spent. And you know what? You're sitting about the house. You're on lockdown. You're bored. You don't want to turn the heating up. Get a nice hoodie on. Or maybe your dad needs a good hoodie. You know, when he's out walking the dog, get him a Battle Fever podcast hoodie. Hashtag keep the Battle Fever on. Discount code 23.99. Hashtag get involved. Absolutely. And uh, they've got things like mugs. They've got coasters. They've got bar runners coming. They've got a travel mug. Now, your travel mug, I know that we're in lockdown, but your travel mug can be used to make your coffee. So if you're going to go from your kitchen to your bedroom, <laughs> You're traveling, it's a travel mug. Don't trip in the stairs, <laughs> safe, no spillage. Mate, we should we should do like a QVC, you know, like a battle, <laughs> a battle fever QVC with all these stupid oh. things. For example, oh, we go. this bag, ladies and gentlemen, perfect <laughs> for a carry out up the park. You're sitting in the house, you're on lockdown, you and your mates don't want to sit in the house. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've got the perfect thing for you. You don't want to carry about a box. With six bottles of Budweiser in it, get your Battle Fever podcast bag. Six <laughs> bottles, six cans, over the shoulder, up the park, see the police coming, run away, take your carry out with you, ladies and gentlemen, get your Battle Fever podcast bag. Baz, the best part best part about what you've just said there, putting your bottles and your cans in there, that bag is actually waterproof, so you can fill it with ice as well to keep it chilled. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? All right, so um, we'll move on to the next little section we've got here, and I've not got much more to go. Um, and basically, as we said, we'll get Derek on this evening. He's making his, uh, making his debut. Um, and uh, for people who don't know Derek, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are, actually, and what, what, you, what, you, what you do for a living and, and stuff like that? Because we do have some questions. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'm a, a football journalist in based. Well, I'm originally from um, Hamilton. I moved down here a few years ago. Uh, and just work for a different a number of different radio stations down here. I, I cover the the Bolton Wanderers games for um, uh, the Bolton's uh, I Follow channel and, and the local radio station down here. So that keeps that keeps me busy. Oh, there's there we get the fan club uh, texting in. Um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that that keeps me busy. And just bits and pieces for other sort of radio stations. I've done work for likes of Talk Sport and. Uh, RTE and all that so uh, yeah it's, it's enjoyable stuff I have my own podcast as well Talking Football it's called but I just I get a guest on every week um, just a random ex, ex-player usually um, so yeah so that, that's what that's what keeps me busy down here I'm down in, in Warrington now so yeah loving it down here Excellent so you, you see you're the Bolton, Bolton Wanderers commentator yeah you do the match commentary um, yeah. you're, you're um, the Tom yeah. Miller of Bol- Bolton yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, 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 have you ever have, What's the goalie doing? And that sort of thing. Yeah, excellent. Oh, That's good. Well, um, rifles it. this season for old Bolton because they've had, they've had uh, big goalie problems this season. They brought out actually in Matt Jilks in the last few games. They've brought him out of retirement. Ah, so and, uh, he's tell you what, he's, he's produced a few brilliant saves. He's still got the agility and all that. And you can hear him because there's no fans in the ground and what have you. He has a right go at the players and all that. So 
think only he played once is for he, Rangers. Is he playing then? I, I thought he was doing there as in a, a coaching capacity. I didn't realise he was actually He's playing again. Aye. Well, right, yeah, he was a coach. He was a coach, and he brought in a young boy called Billy Crellin from Fleetwood because he was at Fleetwood um, with Joey Barton. And then he got the Bolton job and he brought this young goalie in, but his confidence is shot to bits. I mean, he's just, it's clanger after clanger. And it came to a point, the Bolton fans are like here, enough's enough. And the manager's job was sort of, it was on a shaky nail, so he went here, right, went and go goals for us. So he's, he's been in the last <laughs> He's like, you know what, I'll date myself, I'll date myself. <laughs> <laughs> if you want so he's, he's been brilliant, to be fair, he's been brilliant. But, um, I didn't even know uh, Ali Crawford is down there as well. Ali Crawford, aye, yep, he's down there. Is um, he uh, the ex Hamilton boy? Aye, aye. is he? Aye. Joe Dodie was there last season as well. Um, he, he's there, but he's away in, he's away in uh, Turkey now. Joe Dodie's in Turkey? Aye. Aye, aye. So he was Bolton got after a bit of a rough start, didn't he, uh, the season, but they seem to be getting a bit of form now. I know they're sitting a bit mid table. But I know that's right. if, they, if they don't want about three in a row or something, they're getting a wee bit of a run going. Aye, uh, so aye three in a, row, in a row in the league and um, four in a row because they won, they beat Newcastle United's kids the other night in that, and I think it's a Papa John's trophy they call it now. But right. aye, it's, ever since they brought the goalie, but ever since they brought Matt Jilks back, honestly, he's just organised right. the defence and they look okay. a completely different side. Um, but this is a building job. Right. Yeah. I know it's a match game South End anyway. South End are sitting both in the league, isn't they? So you would like Aye. to think that you know that they'd win that, you know, and build on their you know, their, their winning streak. But that that's Aye. good that you know they're managing to, to turn things around for the there'll be sort of shaky start at the beginning of the season. Aye, I let us say it's uh, they brought in I think it was 22, 23 new players. Um and the boy that they've brought in, they bought uh, the coach in who got Barrow promoted last season. So they spent uh, quite a bit of money to bring him in. And uh, he likes to play, it's almost like Warburton-esque, where he likes to play, it's like heart attack stuff at the back, where you're playing goal kicks, <laughs> like, playing about your box and all that, you're like, what's going on here? And there's a few goals that are just needless errors, and I mean, they're trying to play like Barcelona, and you've got players there that just can't adjust to it, but this, the, the more games have went on, they're sort of they're getting used to the style of playing. Uh, I think they're only three points off the, the, the playoffs now, so... Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of starting to click for them, but it's a complete rebuilding job for them because mm. they almost went out of business um, last year. So uh, uh, they're not having financial difficult financial issues for a couple of seasons, or it was always sort of looming. Uh, but who's the boy as well? Is it Doyle? Yeah, yeah. Doyle. I was at. Um, ah, yeah. I, I it was up at where was he? Falkirk or Hibs? Ages and ages ago, but uh, uh, he's uh, up front for them. Um, ah, he's he's getting, getting a few goals here and there, isn't he? What's that? He's, I'm just saying, your man Doyle's getting a few goals here and there. Aye, aye he was well, he was a top scorer last season. They brought him in and uh, they were expecting big things from him. He sort of had a stuttering start, but the whole team was sort of stuttering. But now he's started mm -hmm. finding the, uh, find a few goals. Um, tell you who's a good player. The boy at the back, Ricardo Santos. Guy's an absolute unit. Um, they, got, they got him from non-league or whatever. Again, absolute bomb scared to begin with, but the last few games, he just he just strolls games. I mean, he's he's, he's a right classy player. Um, but I, Ali Crawford's in, in the middle of the park as well. He's he's, um, he's decent. He scored last week, um, and I you just hope that maybe they'll start to find their feet because they shouldn't be. They're not a League Two side. You know what I mean? They, they just don't deserve to be there. 
I think it's um, only through yeah. admin, through your, through your uh, postal uh, admin and, and points deductions. You lost 15 points the first season and what's five points last season, and, and both, uh, those, both those deductions basically put you down. It's a mess, I know. I've been, I, I used to cover uh, last season, I was covering Wigan quite a fair bit as well, and uh, they were fla- they were <laughs> flying under Paul. You see the tail end of the season, they were playing some great stuff, and then all of a sudden, they've got Chinese owners. They say that here, but we're not we're no funding it anymore. So they get a points deduction, and then everybody left in there in League One now struggling. And it's just it's a sad state of affairs. If you end up, God, we know if you end up with a dodgy owner, then you're um, mm. you're in trouble, aren't you? You're screwed. Yeah, as I say, I think that Bolton's Bolton's troubles are just horrific. To be honest, they're down the fourth year. I mean, it's, I think I've been saying it's, it's, the, it's the lowest I've ever been in, in English football. Aye. See when you drive by that. Is it, I don't even. Is it still called the Reebok Stadium? No, it's the it's the University of Bolton Stadium now. Right. See when you drive by it when you're on that main road or whatever you're heading to Manchester right. and you look to your left, it's just a fantastic right. looking building, a fantastic looking stadium, and you just That's know that stadium. they do not belong to be doing doing nah. doing the other at the moment. And like you say, it's a building process, and hopefully they get they get back up there. In fact, did you see the the Top Gear? I think it was Paddy. Was it Paddy oh, McGinn? Oh, they had uh, Aye, McGinnis that's right. Yeah. Paddy McGinnis. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Aye, they, they spent the night in the place, and you know he's Aye. sitting up, and he's, it's just a fantastic looking pitch. It's a fantastic looking building, and uh, it, is, it is a shame to see them doing there. You know where they are, and hopefully, you know they they, they kick on, and you know it looks like mm. they're getting a bit of form now, three three wins in a row, and hopefully they beat Southend, make it make it four or five. You know, and uh, I it'd be good to see them getting back up where they where they, they belong. You know mm. what I mean? Quite it's funny, you see, you see things on Twitter, you know how you load uh, the flashbacks and all that, you see them playing Bayern Munich and all this, uh, <laughs> drawing to each of Bayern Munich, and now they're playing, like you say, South End, you're like, where, where did it all go wrong, sort of thing, but <laughs> a funny game, isn't it? Us as Rangers fans can totally, totally relate Aye. to that, do you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like, wasn't it just a couple of years ago, but as we mentioned earlier on, we lost to Aloha, 3-2, you know what I mean, so... One year, you're, you know, you're in the Champions League, the, the UEFA Cup as it was back then, and then a couple of seasons later, you're, you know, you're, you're going and playing fucking teams like Brighton, yeah, Mon- Montrose. So <laughs> I can certainly relate to, to, to what's going on with, with you know, Bolton. Aye. You know, funny, funny thing about that result against Alawa since it's the second time you mentioned it tonight, Buzz. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll say, <laughs> sorry, mate. I'm sorry. But, uh, no, it's bad, it's bad memories. Mate, bad memories. And I know for a fact you've mentioned it. It was on Twitter the day. I bloody seen it on their own. But um, <laughs> was, that was a that was a Wednesday night, and I was I was walking down uh, Buchanan Street on the Thursday, and uh, I was I was walking down with my mates. We just came out of a pub quiz, and I just kind of glanced to my left and heard Bilal Mojley Mojney was coming walking out. A bit and I walked, I saw I walked straight out of him and I stick to horns. So I'll go, B Lyle. Oh, I'm a big Rangers fan. How are you doing? What the fuck happened last night? My, and my mate, my mates turned around and go, Jeep, you can't ask him that. And I went, How the fuck? No, it was Pish. And all that. And, I, and, and he just kind of, he's like, I know, he's like, We fell asleep, we fell asleep. And I was like, We were 2 0 up away to Alawa, mate. I mean, like, you should be able to fall asleep and still see that game out. Do you know what I mean? But. Oh, <laughs> Bad, bad see, I didn't, I didn't give him a hard time, but God, bad, bad times. So you talk about Bilal Morrison, he's, he's at Grimsby now, right? And uh, I don't know if you've seen that. Um, Ian, Ian Holloway came out and says he, he's left the club, he won't play for the club again. And then he, Bilal Morrison created a Twitter account, it's him and all that, saying, I've not left, I'm still here. That's so Morrison, isn't it? Like, I love Morrison. <laughs> brilliant. I love Morgney. 
we had him on a previous podcast and he right. was absolutely brilliant, full of stories, you know, it was it was good Aye. speaking to him. And but his Wi-Fi was worse than mine. And he kept on disappearing. And we were like, well, let's be all away, you know, see you later. And then the next minute he would come back. And anyway, it was just and even after the podcast finished, he was there for about an hour just telling you all these mad stories, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I like Billy Mosley. I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, I know he's a bit of a bomb scare and that, but I have, I have got a lot of time for that, man. As a, as, as a human being, he was, he's, as a he's, human being, he's, 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 he's brilliant and he's so, so funny. As, as Bad said, because when we when we finished the podcast, we were staring at have you chat for 10 or 15 minutes after us. He was there for an hour. In fact, he was still WhatsApping people at midnight. Wow. Just, <laughs> just, just, just having a laugh. He was brilliant. Really, really. Get him on. Get him on. We will. will. Uh, I just, just a quick one. Do you want, do you want to do a wee plug for your, your talk, your talking football thing? Because I know you're uh, yeah, yeah. Archie McPherson and Bob Wilson and Jim Rosenthal. Uh, so you've had some big names there. I've had for a good few Rangers players on as well, which has been good. Um, uh, so I like some Morris Ross and Bert Conterman on, and, and Alex Forsyth and what have you. So I try and get, I try and get a mix. I don't. I like to get maybe. A, more obscure players on that you, you don't normally hear from for, for a fair bit. So that, that's that's the plan. I've got Dusa and Virto, no less, on, on Monday coming wow. on. Uh, X Dundee. X, 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 Actually, I was having a laugh about it, uh, the Sparta-Prague result last night. I was saying, oh, what do you make of this? It's just, yeah, Sparta are, are in horrendous form at the moment. You know what I mean? It's just a catastrophe for Celtic. So, um, <laughs> can you, can you... <laughs> So, so, so for, the, for, the, for the people watching and listening, uh, Derek, do you want to tell them where you can get hold of you and your fit? Yeah, yeah. Well, on Twitter, um, you can, um, my Twitter handle is at Derek Clark Sport, or um, my podcast at Talking Underscore Fitbots, T A L K I N underscore F I T B A W. Um, let us say, try and get a, a guest on at least once a week. We've got Mark, Mark Fish is out at the moment, the ex, uh, ex Bolton Charlton, South Africa boy. Um, he's quite a character. So, so I had to try and get. Um, like you say, I've had commentators on and what have you, so it's just a wee light-hearted interview, really, that I, I put out every week. So, um, keeps me keeps busy. Excellent. So, uh, if you're watching and listening, go give Derek a follow on Twitter and uh, have Trinity's podcast. It's it's really good. Uh, so, just it's before okay. we, we, we basically sort of wind this all up, Baz had a brain teaser. So, people viewing, if you want to start sticking your answers in the chat, and uh, and well, I have only got a couple. Basically, I've got John Brown. Maybe Richard Goff wore it. I don't know. Um, Carlos Queller, Lee McCulloch. That's kind of all I've kind of really got. Um, Derek, on the spot. Same as you, Paul. I've, I've got... Uh, did Wilkins wear the number six ever? Is that on your list? It's not. I'm, I'm looking down a list. It's not my list. <laughs> Do you know what? Just because he's not on the list. Does not mean that he didn't wear it. See, this is you know what I mean. It's no, it's this is no, this is no watertight, Derek. This is like it's open to it's open to, it's open to influence and suggestion. But uh, uh, Bush must have wore the number six at some point. <laughs> he probably did wear it at some point. Uh, right, let's see, let's see what Andrew Andrews normally pretty good at this, right? Bjorkman, 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 Right, hang on a second. I'm, go I'm going to. Uh, many is Andrew Goat. Right, Connor Goldson, obviously present. Jim Baxter, yep. Barry Ferguson, uh, Barry Ferguson yep. of course. Read them out, Paul. Read out. Dan uh, Danny Goat. Wilson. Great answer. Yep. Alex McDonald. Jim Beck. Alex 
Hang on a wee second, Alex McDonald. Jim, Jim who? Jim Bet. Jim Bet. Jim Bet. Great answer. Colin yep. Jackson. Yep. Scotty Nisbet. Scott Nisbet. Yep. Lee McCullough. Yep. Superman. Dave Smith. Dave Smith. He's cheating. He's cheating. Sebastian right, okay. Flaherty. Is that how you say that? Right, Maybe, cool. Yes, it is. Joachim yep. Bjorkland, Gordon Petrich and John Gregg. The greatest ever ranger. Right, and uh, Billy Kay's got a few as well. He's Danny Wilson, Dominic Ball. That Dominic oh, Ball, great Tom answer. Ball, man. Teddy Butcher. Right, I don't know, get that one. Teddy, Teddy Butcher, Butcher. The, the old captain, yep. Alex McDonald. Alex McDonald we've got, yep. Colin Jackson. Colin Jackson we've got, I think, uh, Andy got that a second ago. Alan McLaren. This is a Kenny Wilson. Right, and there's, there's only two. I've I've got my list here, and it's basically. Uh, I've got 19... I've got one. I've got one that's not been said. What's that? Neil McCann. Did he wear six? I thought he won't right, be. And I tell and I tell you what, right? I've, uh, that's what I was talking about. It was either it's either the 2002 Scottish Cup final or the 2000. Scottish Cup final, I'm certain he wore the number six. Hang on a second, mate. I'm just checking. Hang on a wee second. Oh, there it is. Neil McCann. Yep, yep, you're right, mate. Is it, yes, it's it. Baza PDF says it's in there, so you know, right? It's there. I've got two. I've got one for 1967. He wore it for 1967 to 68. And somebody wore it for 1959 oh, to 1960. Paul, you should know that. 1959. Well, you know, I was I was, I was, was only in my mid-50s then, so, yeah. Um, Frank Gaffes, Wilkins, Sorry. Wilkins eight. Terry Harlow. That, that means. Terry that, that, that oh, was yeah. for that, that, that was for Derek. Terry Harlow. Terry Burdock. Oh, Terry uh, yeah. Burdock. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the two names I've got left in my list is Ronnie McKinnon and Willie Stevenson. Oh, uh, right. Everybody else get the other names. Now, by the way, if you, you suggested a name and it wasn't on my list, it doesn't mean to say never wore the number six. So basically this question's useless and pointless, but thanks for getting involved. We appreciate it. So, 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 so it says they go with McKinnon, and you've there you go. Well done, uh, Andrew. Soonest, Stuart McCall, Defo Soonest. Soonest was six, wasn't he? Fuck, bah. <laughs> oh, it's a not, frustrating one. Not, ac not according to Bazapedia. Not according to Bazapedia. Soonest was six. No, oh, no, wait a minute. No, wait a wee minute. Wait a wee minute. Was Soonest no four? I think Soonest was four. <laughs> Mark Mitchell's just pissed all over your bonfire here, Jeep. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to find that, right? I'm going to, I'll be sending that to the podcast tonight. I'm set. I'm certain there's a game that Neil McCann wore six and it was a Scottish Cup game. I'm certain it. And you're I tell you what, if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I go six out of your 18. If I'm right, I get seven. So, Do you know yeah, what? There, you go. there we go. I, I'm just looking at something online here, right? And it's talking about all the numbers that soon as war. And I think he won multiple numbers. I don't think he just had the one number. I remember him when i Definitely remember him. No, at the same time. I don't, I don't think it was at the same time. So Kenny said, uh, what about Jack Wilshire? No, it's I can't believe I forgot Don Ball. I mean, that uh, was recent. That was I recent. Know. I've went from McCulloch straight to Goldson. I've walked my way back and I went from Goldson McCulloch. <laughs> totally 
Totally skipped him out. In my defence, I've been too busy trying to keep an eye on what's going on in the podcast. You know how it works, Jabe. You know, as being the host, you've got your, your mind's distracted and you're concentrating on other things. Concentrating on other yeah. things. Yeah, so, people questions and you don't listen to the answers. I know, mate. I know. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so, do we have any other business anything that you guys want to talk about before we uh, wrap this? It's an hour and a half, so. Oft. Right. Are you Lovely. are you guys you guys uh, quite content just to sort of uh, wrap this up then? Yep. Alrighty. Well, on that score, I would just like to thank everybody here, Derek. I thank yourself for coming on. It's thank very much appreciated. Yep. No, it's been a pleasure having you, and uh, obviously, would love to have you again at some point if you're free. No bother. Excellent, Jeep. Once again, mate. Always good to see your smiley face. Just Paul. Not a problem. And Baz, uh, do you want to uh, do you want to do it? Do us out. And before I say goodbye myself, you can do the the massive thank you to everybody watching. Listen. Oh, thanks very much. It's always an honour. No, seriously. Uh, we know everybody's going through a tough time and all that now lockdown. So we want to thank everybody that's taking the time on their Friday night to tune in to listen to us talk a lot of nonsense. Thanks very much, Derek, for taking the time at your night as well to get involved. Well it's greatly appreciated. So I'd just like to finish off by saying hashtag keep the battle fever on. And thank you all for watching and listening. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.